Welcome to the Lead Gen Leaders Podcast, connecting you to the leading minds in home improvement to discuss all things marketing and leadership. And now, your host, Kyle Powers. Welcome to the Lead Gen Leaders Podcast. I am your host, Kyle Powers. I have a very interesting episode for the listeners today. This episode was very, very fun for me as I have on the show someone that I helped bring in this business and have been able to watch her grow into the role that she's in now. She originally came into this industry about six years ago as my marketing event assistant and has now grown into the role of marketing director for Renewal by Anderson of Greater Wisconsin. I'd like to welcome to the show Hannah Firestein. Hello, Hannah. Hello, Kyle. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? Good, good. Thanks for having me on here. I'm excited to talk with you. Yeah, and I'm really excited to to speak with you and to put this podcast together um, because we're going to talk about kind of your journey and how you were brought into this industry and, you know, essentially how you've gotten to uh, where you're at now, uh, which I'll let you talk about here in a little bit. But, um, you know, personally, I was the one that recruited you into this industry, um, and so it's been awesome to watch your growth and, you know, from where you started from and where you're at now. Uh, but before we really get into that, can you just maybe give the listeners a little, you know, one, two-minute, uh, you know, autobiography on, you know, who you are and kind of where you've come from? Yeah, yeah. So um, I am Hannah Firestein, and uh, I started actually in the home improvements business um, out of college. So Um, I started with my internship, and uh, that was about six years ago, and I just kind of worked my way through this company, and I had the joy of kind of hopping in a couple different departments and um, just growing overall and being able to be where I am today, which is in a marketing director role. So, yeah. And for what company marketing director role at? I am with Renewal by Anderson, so I oversee our greater Wisconsin and our Milwaukee business. Awesome. And that uh, is part of uh, Brian Gottlieb in, in Tunderland, right? Yep. Awesome. Yeah. So um, so thanks for that. Well, let's start um, with how you were recruited into this business, um, because I think right now, uh, especially, I mean, you know, always everyone's hiring in this industry, right? It's one of the questions I always get is, how do you recruit people? How do you recruit people? But I think in this last year, even more so now than ever, uh, everyone's understaffed. And so you were recruited in in a unique way. And you had kind of brought it up a little bit uh, when you were letting the listeners know about how you kind of started. And that was through an internship. Um, So what were you going to college for at that time? Yeah, so I was actually going to college for meeting and event management, which people usually reference as um, a wedding planner or, you know, other sort of meetings and everything. Um, Basically, anything besides home improvements. But um, yeah, then I got started at Tunderland Home Improvements. And I was like, oh, well, this is just going to be a, you know, quick six months, just kind of seeing what's it about and planning different events. And ended up falling in love with the company. So, 
Right. And so uh, the internship, essentially what I had done was uh, create some connections with local community colleges in colleges um, to their, you know, event planners, their marketing um, students and those kind of different roles and, and spoke at some colleges. Did I did I speak at your class? Is that how that started? Well, actually, I think I uh, it was I had you speak at a future class. Once I started working for you, they were looking for people um, to come in and speak, and I believe I got you set up with a, a class that was after me. So yeah, because I think I remember um, speaking at at some point to uh, some of those classes. But yeah, so essentially, right, go to the college. Um, they all need to do internships for a lot of those different roles, uh, and for you as a company, you know, you can tailor the internship to fit what that person needs. Uh, and what's really cool is obviously you can offer them a paid internship, right? So I know some of the internships you were looking at were not paid. Uh, and we certainly offered you a, a paid internship to essentially come in uh, as like my marketing assistant um, to help me book events and uh, kind of be the the organizational side uh, to that. Do you want to talk about that first role a little bit at what you know you were doing? Yeah, for sure. So um, as I got started, you know, we in home improvements, we love to go out to um, different events that are within the community, um, different fairs and festivals. And uh, a big one is home shows. So what we would do is basically look at, um, you know, is it something that would fit within our business? Are these customers that would want, you know, our products and everything? So we would communicate. I would work with the different vendors, get us set up there, and um, basically make sure do a, what I used to call it was a pick list, and make sure that we have everything we need there. You know, how can we make sure that we're engaging with the customers, get them interested, and try to draw them in? So um, I would work with our staff, make sure that we were staffed accordingly, get everybody set up at these different events, uh, and make sure everything runs smoothly on the back end. So. Yeah, it was uh, a, a very cool position. I definitely really enjoyed it. Um, and I think the biggest part that I enjoyed is that with our business specifically with Tundraland, we are so community based. Um, and I really, really loved the way that we are able to give back in many of the events that we did. So we worked with, you know, different rather than just also setting up these events that were going on, we would create some events and, and give back to different families in the community and stuff like that. So, and so awesome. really we were able to take what you were going to school for, you know, as you mentioned, wedding planner, you know, that type of kind of event planner and create a position for you that allowed you to do essentially what you were learning to do just in a little different path. It was home improvements and not weddings, right? Yes, correct. Yeah, which was a, a bit of a change at first. But like I said, I really ended up enjoying it. And, um, you know, it was more flexible, you got to kind of make what you you had and uh, build off of that. So yeah, and I mean, essentially, what we built that up to about 400 events a year in Wisconsin at one time. Yeah, it was an insane amount. We had a giant calendar that filled a whole wall. Um, that was very fun to look at. But yeah, about 400 events, I believe it was. Yeah, absolutely. That was that certainly was a very fun time uh, for me also. And, you know, appreciate your uh, help back then. But just to uh, touch base uh, again to the listeners that you were brought in under a unique recruiting opportunity. And so when it comes to recruiting, um, especially nowadays, to really think outside the box um, and to really, you know, to to find a, 
you know, marketing manager that has the experience that you need, uh, you know, is tough, uh, that, you know, understands our business, but to develop someone, you know, through the ranks like you did, uh, can certainly be done. And I mean, essentially this is the only company you've worked for out of college, right? Yeah, no, it's, uh, I, like I said, I've been here for, I believe it's been six years now. And, um, you know, you kind of go through the different parts within the business. Um, but that's, what's amazing is, there are these businesses that are out there that are willing to take you in and and grow you on their own. So you don't always need to go for what your degree is for or something in that way. Um, you can you can kind of go outside the box and and have the business develop you in different ways. So. Yeah. And I, you know, I know talking uh, with Brian, you know, recently he's made the statement, you know, at, at one time he would have said, you know, he was a home improvement company at another time. If you asked him, he might've said that he was a sales and marketing company. Um, and what he really prides himself on today is if you ask him what kind of business he's in, you know, he's in the training and development business, right? Um, to, to have the size of staff that he has, uh, you know, hundreds of people, um, you know, you have to develop them. It's hard to, to find, you can find great people. It's hard to find a lot of great people that have the exact experience that you need. So, uh, to become really good at developing those people, uh, that possess the right attitudes, you know, and, and basic skills to start with, um, is, is something you should certainly look at, at doing. And, and I know another thing, uh, you know, that Brian does, and I'm sure you've seen it and could talk at length to it too, right? Is, uh, finding a right person and they just may not be in the right spot in the organization, but finding the right spot for them that they can really grow and flourish, which is ultimately what ended up happening to you, right? Uh, you kind of ran your courses, the kind of event planning side of that and wanted to take on more. And, um, and so they, you know, figured out a different position to you. So after you went on from the event planning, what was your next role there? Yeah, so my next role was I was the executive assistant to our general manager. So um, very different than what I was doing. But again, I was excited to learn more about the business and see what else I could help out in. And um, so within this role, I really was able to dig into each of the different departments and learn more about the business through the eyes of the sales manager or, you know, what happens on the production side or, you know, still be involved with marketing and everything. Um, and so it made me just really interested and be able to solve some different projects that were going on, some problems, help, you know, our, essentially our business grow as much as it could. So. And then from there, your next role was marketing side, right? Yeah. Yep. So, um, you know, I, I was the executive assistant for, I believe it was about two years. And then um, we brought on the company Renewal by Anderson, and they were looking for, you know, a marketing manager to really start that up. And so they came to me and I was so nervous, like definitely afraid because I was like, I don't know marketing. I mean, I know slightly, I know event management. I know how to you know, do a lot of like planning with that side. But as for traditional and, um, you know, working with these different companies, I was very afraid, but I took it on and basically um, had some other people that I could talk to and reference, but I taught myself all of marketing. I bought books, I took classes online, I tried to do as much as I could. So I, I kind of knew, you know, marketing in the way that actual people that went to school for marketing did. So awesome. And so, uh, 
one thing you brought up there was uh, peer groups, right? People that you could reach out to that have maybe been there, you know, done that. And that's one thing we've talked about on the Lead Gen Leaders podcast, you know, quite often is is getting around to the different seminars and events and, you know, creating, you know, a networking group of other, you know, marketing managers or, you know, marketers to be able to run ideas off of and, and, and bounce things off of. I assume that you probably still have a group of people that you, you talk to. I mean, especially being the, in the Renewal by Anderson side, I mean, they, you know, they do well just themselves yeah. at having a great network to connect with. Yeah, so we, um, as Tundraland slash Renewal by Anderson, we have a group of other home improvement companies um, where our marketers meet every uh, month and talk about different ideas that are working for them, you know, see trends that are going on, what's happening, you know, with outside marketing or with COVID, you know, how, how are we adjusting to those different things? So um, we have a, a group that we meet with. Um, every month, if not more than that. And then with the Renewal by Anderson side, it is amazing because it is basically your business, but in a different area that it's not overlapping. So you can mimic things that they're doing. Um, you know, I have different meetings all the time with the different marketers um, throughout the affiliates and just talk about, you know, if there's something that they're doing, I'm going to test it out and try. Or if, if something worked for me, I pass it on to them. So very, very helpful to have those different people that you can communicate with, learn off of, um, bounce ideas off of everything. So, and so getting more onto that, you know, marketing side, what were some of the, the early things, you know, that you learned that maybe, you know, you didn't think about, or you didn't, you know, even from spending some time in the business already that, um, you know, maybe was interesting to you or, you know, something that you had to develop. Yeah. Well, so I guess, I mean, there were many things that I just kind of had to, like I said, teach myself and go and learn off of. And so I think one of the biggest fears that I had starting out was, was spending all of this money. Like I, I had this control over it. And if I messed up, I messed up and I just, you know, lost our company that money. But what I had to realize is that you know, to grow and to succeed, sometimes you need to fail and you need to learn from your failures and turn that into a success. So you can't be wrong for long. Um, Brian says that to me very often and it, it stays within my head because if I notice something that's not working, that's okay. Give it a little bit of time, but don't be wrong for long. So switch it off and turn something else on and, and hopefully that works. So uh, it was just kind of playing with the different areas as to where to you know, keep an eye on and, and put more dollars amount to, uh, or take dollars off of certain sources and everything like that. So. Yeah. I like that, uh, that statement, don't be wrong for long. And that was something too, that when I had come over to start working with Brian, um, you know, I was very, when I first got there pointed in the direction of, I'm going to do what I know works, uh, and I'm going to run it really regimentally to make sure, you know, that it works because the company I came from before was extremely focused on budget and ROI. And you, and you answer to that is, is most every company should be. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, like you said, if you're not, if it's not making money, you're losing money for the company. Right. Um, yeah. but, uh, you know, he, he said, Hey, I, you know, I want you to, I want you to try things. I, I want you to really think outside the box and you know what? If we try a bunch of stuff, I'm sure you're going to try some things that, that don't turn out, but I bet you we'll find a whole lot of things that do. 
Uh, and obviously, I mean, building it up to 400 events and, you know, what you helped, uh, you know, do with me there um, and the foundation that it laid for what's continuing on um, was a lot of stuff that a lot of people had never done before. Um, yeah. And so, you know, you, you mentioned the, the giving back to the community, right? The, the philosophy of do well and do good um, and, and how that as someone fresh out of college really drew you into the business, right? That, that culture and made you want to stay there and, you know, learn and, and be willing to, to be afraid going into something because you knew the company as a whole was, you know, great to do that with. Oh, for sure. That the whole, the whole culture itself and, and giving back and just like the way people interacted with each other at this company was unlike any other company I've been to. And so, um, you know, I, I just felt very at home right away off the bat and, you know, just being willing to do anything because this company was like my family. I wanted to help them out in any way that I could. And so to me, that was also just a great way to learn and to build myself up. And rather than also just, you know, building myself up in a career, it also helped me personally. Like it built my confidence up. It it gave me the ability to get out there and talk to different people and to really just expand myself as much as I could that I didn't really think I would be able to without starting at this company. So yeah, and I think we can kind of sum up uh, the last handful of minutes we've been talking really is, you know, if you're a marketer in this business, marketing manager, director, uh, you know, whatever, don't be afraid to make a mistake because it's going to happen. And I think if you're so paralyzed that you're going to make a mistake, you never really see your full potential and what's possible in the, you know, places you can be in, in marketing and the amount of leads that you can generate if you're if you're being too careful. Would you agree with that? For sure. Yeah. And, you know, I would say put your mind to something. And, you know, if you have that thought and that um, act of, you know, you're going to do it, um, you know, just really putting yourself out there, it will grow you and it will grow the business tremendously. So that's awesome. Uh, and so let's talk about, um, you know, you were in this role pre COVID and then, uh, you know, COVID hits. What, uh, you know, let's talk about that a little bit. What that looked like for you? Yeah. So um, within my role right now, I I oversee our call center and our outside marketing team. And so with that, you know, it's very involved in being face to face with a lot of your employees and making sure that you know they're doing as they're supposed to do and things are working. You know, if there's a problem, you can go right down there to them and everything. Um, well, obviously then COVID hit and we all started working from home. We had our call center, all pack up their computers and set everything up and, uh, start working virtually. And, you know, unfortunately outside marketing did stop for just a little bit, but then it started back up and, and that's still, you know, very much so building. There's a whole bunch of potential with that. But, um, as for myself, you know, it turned into a ton of zoom meetings and, and just being in constant communication. You have to make sure that, you are, you know, uh, making sure things are still working and going on and it's hopping on calls and just being very, very attached to those that are still far away from you. So um, with that, you know, I, I had the ability to be working from home and my fiance and I had the idea to, um, you know, we really wanted to get out there and still move and see things before we settled down. So we ended up moving across the country during COVID. And uh, with that, I still have the ability to have my job and work so close with those people underneath me. And 
the business is running better than ever right now. And so I'm very, very fortunate for that. Right. So again, taking something that uh, a lot of companies struggled with at first and turning it into something extremely positive uh, and figuring out and rolling with those punches, right? And, and so much so that you know, most of the companies I visit with today, they are a hundred percent back in person. But uh, with you and your side of the business, there's a lot of people still virtual, including yourself, which is states away. Yeah. Uh, right. And so I think uh, to the listeners, you know, I don't think you have to do, you know, the old, the old school, everyone in the office, put all these hours into the office. I think that they can do these, you know, virtual and, and offer opportunities to, to obviously to the right people. Uh, cause there's not, everyone can thrive that way like you have. Um, but you know, there's, there's other options like that available to allow, um, I'm going to call you a young person, I guess, cause you're, <laughs> you're younger than me. So, uh, a, a young person, you know, that, that, you know, like you said, wants to, you know, get out, travel, see, you know, move to, you know, a different state and still be, you know, a valued member of that team and not only a valued member, but, but grow that team. Uh, what tips might you have, um, for even companies that, you know, they're all in person, but maybe they open up a satellite office and part of their team can't get face to face with them all the time. What sure. couple tips might you give around that? Yeah, I, I would say that, you know, it's, it's for sure, um, with working virtual or having other people that are working virtually, it, you need to stay determined. You need to stay motivated and successful with, you know, there's so many distractions that can happen within your home or things going on if you're not in that office and you don't have that direct supervisor standing right over you or whatever it is. Um, but you need to make sure that you're keeping yourself motivated because it can easily, easily turn into a negative situation where, you know, you're not performing or you get caught up in these other things during the day. So staying in touch with your team and constantly making sure that, you know, you're getting the work done that needs to be done. Um, and, and just staying on things to make sure, okay, are we being successful? What things need to change here? But, you know, reaching out to those correct, or I would say, you know, the, the right person that you need to, to make sure that the job is getting done. So. Cool. And I kind of, what I hear out of that is to, to be able to stay disciplined, you know, to yes. have a schedule to stick to it. Cause I know myself, I mean, I, you know, consulting now, I have a home office that when I'm not on the road, uh, you know, that I'm in and yeah, it's, it's ex extremely, uh, easy to find 50 other things to do besides what you actually need to be doing. So I, I find for myself that, you know, I, I actually still do an old school planner, uh, even though I also put stuff in my phone, you know, in the, in the calendar and whatnot, but just to have it in front of me and creating that list every day of what I know I have to tackle and then, you know, not stopping until I'm, I'm through that list. And most times when I do that, I get through it way quicker than I, you know, thought I was going to do anyways. Um, oh. you know, that way. So, yeah, yeah. I'm a little, uh, list crazy, I would say. And it just makes me, uh, you know, it, it feels good when you check that, that thing off of your list and you're like, okay, I got that done now moving on to the next. So, um, just making sure you're staying organized, like you said, disciplined and, uh, keeping yourself motivated is the most important thing by working virtually or having those people that are working virtually, you want to make sure that you're keeping them motivated because 
you know, it, you can only motivate yourself so much, but when you have a big team working away, um, you got to keep up, you know, is it competitions that you're doing within each other, you know, just keeping them going throughout the day is very, very important. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, trying to still keep that personal touch, right. That's, that's been the toughest part with me when I, you know, when I get on site with a client, um, you know, face to face with people, I'm extremely well, I, you know, I do well at that, but having to learn to still kind of have that connection through a computer screen or through a, a phone screen uh, was something I certainly had to adjust to, you know, what about you on that kind of, you know, leading th- someone through a Zoom meeting as opposed to, you know, an in-person meeting? Yeah, it's uh, it's very different. And, you know, something that we always make sure we do is we tell everyone that they have to turn their cameras on. You know, you want to make sure that they are paying attention, that they're into the meeting, giving feedback and everything. Um, because again, you can so easily just tune out of a meeting and have it be going, but are you actually learning anything? Are you bringing anything back? So there's, there's many different things as to, you know, just making sure that people are being involved. Um, and some other things that I, I like to make sure that I do are, you know, like you were kind of saying, having that personal touch and making sure that they know that you're still there. So, going back to being states away, it's so hard to, you know, be there for the people that I, I want to be. I'm I'm a very humanized person. I like to be, you know, showing people that I care and and giving little things to people to make sure that they're staying motivated. So things that I've been doing are, you know, I write little letters to my call center staff and my outside marketing staff and just say, hey, you're doing great. Keep up the great work send some gift cards or little gifts throughout the week um, and just kind of keep them in mind that, hey, I'm here for you for anything that you need, um, even though I am so far away. So, Well, and I think in a world uh, that is so technology driven anyways, I mean, even outside of, you know, going virtual because of the whole COVID thing, we were relatively virtual on a lot of things anyways. I mean, emails, mm-hmm. right, text messages um, and how unpersonal some of those things can be um, even if you're trying to have a connection through them and so I think just like you mentioned bringing back some of those old school you know what a handwritten note to someone uh, yeah. you know can be and what they can do for you can be extremely powerful so I really appreciate that uh, that tip out for the listeners you know if you're a owner of a small business uh, you know just have a few employees and or you're a manager of a big team doesn't matter you know go get a stack of, of thank you cards um, and you know personalize a message here and there to people um, and, and yeah. watch what that can do when they get that well and, you know, that goes to doing that to your employees and, and them realizing that, um, you know, like I, I did that for last year for Christmas and my employees still have those sitting, hanging up on their desk because they appreciated that so much. So I think we have to consider doing that with our employees, but then also realizing that we can do that with our customers too and making them feel special that they're not just one person that we sold to, they're they're someone that actually means a lot to us. So, you know, making a very personalized gift or letter that is sent out to them, I think makes them feel really, really special in even how small or large your business can be. So Yeah, and I know uh one thing's with kind of getting personal and, and going out and thanking customers, right? You you guys have uh this year implemented the brand ambassador program that we talk about a lot. Uh has yeah. that helped you do just kind of what you were talking about there? 
Oh my gosh, that has helped incredibly. It is um, very meaningful, especially for our brand ambassadors, but you know, to our customers too, they really, it, it shows that we appreciate them and we, uh, you know, develop these little gift baskets. And um, something that I've been loving is that we actually went through this company called Fleece and Thank You. And, um, you know, when we purchased a blanket from them, it actually gives back to uh, a kid in the hospital that, you know, is in need and we give them a blanket while they're in the hospital. So, you know, it's kind of tying into giving back to the community, but then also giving back to our customers and, and developing that personalization. So we have the brand ambassador go out there, make sure, is there any problems that need to be fixed? You know, we get those after pictures and, and they just, you can see how excited they are and, and how much that they appreciate that we're coming out and just checking in on them. Yeah. I think I saw something, uh, the other day that, uh, your brand ambassador had visited a, um, you know, client that was recently installed and I believe it was something on maybe suicide prevention. Um, yeah, and they so told the brand ambassador kind of that story on that and that, you know, kind of tugged on him so much that he came back to the company, right back to you guys and said, Hey, these guys, mm -hmm. you know, believe in this organization and you guys put together something to bless them and that organization, right? Yeah. Yep. So, um, you know, we, we hear about these different things. So this one specifically was for suicide awareness and they had a, um, a, a, I'm sorry, like a event that was going on um, that we did a charity basket for and put that together for them to be auctioned off. And then we also, you know, donated a chunk of money to the company um, so they could, you know, just really go after something that they truly cared about. And, you know, we wanted to make sure that we showed them, hey, you know, it's it's something you care about. We want to see what we can do for you as well, because we want to help out in the community and give back as well. So. Yeah, not that uh, you guys necessarily do that thing because of what it can get you in the long run. I mean, there's so many different programs that, you know, we created uh, and started and it's, you know, grown to just leaps and bounds, huge things that you guys give back to uh, the community, you know, but those little things when you specifically target an individual um, and, you know, there's a lot of organizations you can give back to, right? But when you specifically go to an individual like that and essentially change their life, right? I mean, there's a lot of things that you guys have done on, on the marketing level of giving back to specific individuals in the community, which is then, of course, right, grew your brand um, and your recognition inside the community, you know, because of those things. Um, <laughs> and I think it also ties back, you know, to what we initially talked about, which was recruiting, right? Doing a, you know, going and speaking at colleges and creating programs to offer internships you know, it takes a while, it takes effort, but at the end of the day, those are things that just absolutely separate you away from, you know, the competition and the other noise, uh, you know, in your area um, to, to become a great company. For sure. Yeah, you can, you can start at any company. And again, it could even be something that you are going to school for or, or that you're not, and you're just going to test it out. But to me, it's, really, you know, recruiting is showing the culture within your company, what you, you know, can do and the abilities that are outside of what you're actually doing within the company. So there's so many things that, you know, why you stay with a business. Um, there's, you know, it's that saying that 
you don't leave your job, you leave your manager. And so, you know, it's, it's making sure that as employees and as managers and leaders that we are really showing that culture and representing it in every way possible and making sure that your employees are happy. So, um, you know, getting out there and recruiting is more so showing the insides of what the company is and not what the company does. Yeah. And I mean, just think of, you know, how your brand ambassador, you know, Anaquad must feel that he was able to put that all together, right? He was the catalyst mm-hmm. to make that all happen. Uh, and that he, um, you know, at a, you know, he's not, uh, a leader in the business, so to say, as you know, he's a manager with a huge team over him, but he certainly is a leader in the business. He's a great guy. Um, but to, you know, for employees to feel that they're like that, that they're valued in the things they bring to the table are at least looked at. I mean, you can't do everything every employee has an idea about, right? But yeah. uh, to show them that you at least listen um, and and you'll hear them out and when it makes sense, you know, do what it is that they, they may have. Um, I think that's a, a great, you know, show of a, of a leader and of a company. Um, I think so many times, you know, because everything's urgent and important and urgent and important and we get really, really busy, you know, a lot of times it's easy just to say, ah, oh, not now, not now, right? But uh, to be able to to hear them out and then not only hear them out and be like, yeah, we want to do something with this, uh, you know, how that's got to make that employee feel is, you know, that's how you create a good culture and keep people around for a long time, right? Sometimes you got to take a step back and realize, well, if that was me in his position, you know, how, how would I feel if, um, you know, I had this opportunity to help people and, you know, just kind of put yourself in their shoes and see what you can do. You know, even if it's not exactly what you want to do, if there's something that you can help out with, at least try. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, that's kind of bringing us up to the uh, end of the show here, Hannah, uh, where the last segment is, is powers, powerful points. What powerful point might you have for the listeners today? Yeah, I would say, you know, um, just get out there and try. And, you know, whether that is you're going to succeed or you're going to fail, if you don't put yourself out to out there to try, you know, nothing's actually going to happen. If I if I wasn't going to do this internship with home improvements, I wouldn't be where I am today. If I don't try some of these different vendors, you know, I wouldn't be getting the company money or to where it is now. Um, you know, or or if I if I didn't try to help out my employees, they wouldn't want to stay within the company and grow as they are. So, you know, I would say just try as much as you can and put all of your efforts into it. If you fail, that's okay. You just get back up and you retry. Yeah. Just don't be wrong for long, right? Exactly. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, Hannah, it was just awesome to have you uh, on the show uh, today again as someone that, you know, I was fortunate enough to help bring in this business and to see your path and your growth, um, you know, from our first office we had, right? That was just drywall <laughs> that wasn't finished and cement floor and uh, cobbling desks together and folding tables, right? To, you know, to what it's become today is is just an awesome journey. So I really appreciate your time. Yeah. And, and I'm just going to say, you know, I wouldn't be where I am without you today. So thank you for, for getting me in here and um, building my, my confidence up and getting me to where I am. So I appreciate it. And thank yeah. you for having me. Awesome. Well, I enjoy the uh, Arizona heat. <laughs> yes. Well, it's starting to cool down now. So hopefully it'll be a okay, little Okay. So what? It's like 95 instead of 115? <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Sounds good. Well, thanks for your time. You have a wonderful day. Thanks so much.
You too. Thank you for listening to the Lead Gen Leaders Podcast. For a free consultation on how Tony Hody Training and Consulting can assist with your home remodeling business, please visit TonyHody.com. That's T-O-N-Y-H-O-T-Y.com. Thank you for listening.